You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody, welcome back to part two of Kapow, the pop cultured podcast's greatest game show bracket challenge. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. We are talking game shows. If you missed part one, it's uh, just a few episodes behind us, back in the archives, 253, Three. I believe it was. Yeah, 253. Okay, so in that episode, we did... We did the Barker the, region. The Barker region, correct. The Barker region. And out of that, into the final four, came... The Barker the Barker. He conquered the his price region. The Price is Right, yeah. So, um, if you're not familiar... The Parkinson with... region. The what? The, the Parkinson? The Diane Parkinson uh, region. Yeah, if you're not familiar, this is our... Uh, I took 34 of everyone's favorite all-time game shows. We put them in a bracket. We separated them into regions, and now we're going to filter through each region one episode at a time. Until we get a winner of the great KPP's greatest game show ever. Just like we've yeah. done with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, we enjoy the debates. It's a very friendly back and forth. We don't, you know, we, we don't, uh, we're not going to, we're not going to uh, hurt anyone's feelings, we hope. We'll uh, see. By <laughs> trashing these shows. We love game shows. We love old TV. We love old pop culture. So we're just going to celebrate what we love most about these shows. But we hoped by the end to have a clear-cut winner to join our first Final Four member and make up the second Final Four. So what region are we in tonight? So tonight, Jordan, we'll be doing the Sajak region. Which means nothing to anyone, but... That's gonna, where it falls on the bracket. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen real quick for review so all of our patrons can see um, what what we're seeing, what we what we're working with here. I'm going to we've got our Barker region up here that we've already completed and then diagonally down at the bottom right down here we're going to zoom into that Sajak region, okay? And that is what we're working with tonight. So, on the docket Oops. Yeah, what's just, the first matchup here? Yeah, Let's so prize them as we go. Yeah, believe it or not, the Sajak region brings us Wheel of Fortune and Legends of the Hidden Temple. So Sajak well, gets home field advantage with this first seed here. Yeah, right. Predictably, would be the favorite, I would imagine, for most people. Um, Wheel of Fortune, it's, uh, you know, created by Merv Griffin, um, back in 1975, it debuted. And now, here's your new host, Pat Sajak. Thank you. Thank you, Jack Park. Morning, everyone. Welcome to Wheel of Fortune. Please do not adjust your sets at home. Chuck Woolery has not shrunk. A lot of people are playing with a 
One of the big reasons for that success, of course, was Chuck Woolery. Most of you know by now, Chuck has decided to leave the show to concentrate on other areas in his career. He's a very talented actor and singer and songwriter. So I want to take a minute, and I know everyone in the studio does, and all his fans around the country, to wish Chuck nothing but the best for future success and happiness. Chuck, this is for you. And now, I'd like to announce that I'm leaving the show. No. Just, uh, one of the things that hasn't changed is every day I get the pleasure of looking to my right and saying, Ladies and gentlemen, here's Susan Stafford. Susan! This is Pat Sajak, Vanna White, Turn Me a Letter. Um, we're going to put a puzzle up and uh, spin the no wheel. No one does it any better. Was there a song? I yeah, know. I'm a did. wheel watcher. That oh. was a song. no, no. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Weird Al or somebody did a song. Yeah, Anna turned me a letter or something like that. You know, yeah. I don't know if that. He was also a real did. Song I lost or... on Jeopardy. Weird Al yeah. must love uh, huh. love game shows like we did. <laughs> so yeah, so you'd spin the big wheel, get a uh, dollar amount, and you could use that dollar amount. Um, you would guess a letter and see what po- much. You know, it's a lot like Hangman. Um, you we would see, uh, you know, that would give me an R and see how many R's are in that phrase or thing or whatever you know the subject matter would be. Vanna would come out, touch him, or turn him originally. She used to turn later, the letters, yeah, that was way more him. satisfying than just the, touching the thing. Yeah, yeah, they thought that oh, we have the technology that doesn't mean come on, insert Jeff Goldblum gif. They never thought whether they should. We want to see the letters turn, but she's a, I mean, this show's a staple of game show. This is right. This is as one as big as it gets, basically. Prime and time. Um, I think always wheel en- fortune. Jeopardy. Jeopardy. My entire life. I think, uh, wheel fortune, 7 PM Jeopardy, yep. 730. That's some cities, some cities it's backward. When you go to a new city and it's backwards, that's weird. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it, it's on a totally different time of day, but that, but that's for us. That's what we grew up with. If that's I right. when I think th- this, if I could be on any game show, what do I think I would do the best at? It's Wheel of Fortune. An ugly child. Now you are a school counselor. <laughs> Taking a trip to the airport. Taxi. Yeah, I know. Is our category? It's worth a thousand dollars. Greg, uh, an ace of kidneys. How long have you known George here? Seven years. Yeah, now, now you are signing, I notice, and that, what does that tell us? That means he's deaf. <laughs> Corinne, miners and hoes. No. Edgar, fish love. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, Wish list. I've always felt I've always done good. I can guess with you know the fewest amount of letters, you know. I just yeah. feel like I, I'm better at this than I am at other ones. A lot of other ones I feel stupid, but See, this is this is my wheelhouse. That that's weird because I've always been the opposite. In fact, I like, was I would I was just scared to admit how bad I am at wheel. Yeah, then we must play. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely terrible at this game to the point where I'll 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 leave the room and like tell me when Jeopardy's on. 
because then I'm going to sit down and at least I'm going to have a, I feel like I got a fighting chance, but I'll sit there and just feel like an idiot for 30 minutes trying to figure it, out those it, puzzles. It, I'm glad to hear you admit that because it embarrasses me too. Yeah. And I, I do crossword puzzles. I love where I have a pretty good vocabulary. Like I love words. I love puzzles. I, this, this show annoys me because I'm not good at it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's actually funny. Cause I know I've really noticed this about myself here recently because we've been watching another game show um, that is on this list in this bracket we're going to talk about, but uh, it has a series of mini games. And one of the games is very similar to where uh, to wheel fortune, the puzzle solving, giving you letters. And I'm always just like, let me know when they start asking questions <laughs> again, because I don't know any of these. So it's yeah, frustrating. Just something about, about it i feel like i'm good at looking at it and filling in the blanks mm-hmm. you know and but so that's that's what i would pick to play if i could be on a game show and i almost thought sajak kind of had a weird personality too well he's of course a nut now but they um, all, all end up like that all your all your heroes become <laughs> dummies at some point. Well, I remember, like, he had a late night talk show at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and even then I was like, this, he's weird. Like, I just, yeah. I don't know. I just always thought that about him. Like, maybe maybe him and Vanna should trade jobs and she and can tell the jokes. long and... history where, like, she was not allowed to talk. Yeah. <laughs> and it was some great advancement when they let her say two words at the end. Like yeah. was, there's there's some problematic things about Wheel of Fortune, sure, but still a, still a classic. It is a classic. So, so what's the other one? Uh, this was a Nickelodeon's Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Olmec. Welcome to the Hidden Temple. The rooms are filled with lost treasures that are protected by mysterious Mayan temple guards. Only Olmec knows the legend behind each of the treasures in his temple. Which one are we going to hear today? The legend of the lucky pig of Amelia Earhart. Well, one of these six teams will have a chance to retrieve the lucky pig. Will it be the Red Jaguars? The Blue Barracudas? The Green Monkeys? The orange iguanas. Um, the this, kinda... this was my jam. I, I love this show. Okay. Well, it was on from 93 to 95 on Nickelodeon. Um, it features a fictitious temple. I do remember that much. And filled with lost treasures protected by mysterious Mayan temple guards. Also a little bit problematic of you know, <laughs> ancient Mayans jumping out and going ooga booga. <laughs> So, uh, who was the host on the Kirk? Kirk Fogg was the host. He didn't have much of a personality. It was just like the set that intrigued. Like the set I, seemed so interesting, and so many details put into it, and the game seemed fun. That's what I remember. I remember the big, of course, the big head, and the set, and that. Like, what was the end game, Jordan? Was it like a run through, kind of like a funhouse type thing? It was we a bunch about? of. 
that started with like eight teams or something. There's a whole bunch of teams started. I think it was pairs of kids, and it was the the oh, silver snakes and the the green the monkeys, go- the, the golden scorpions, and yeah. whatever. <laughs> Purple parrots, blue barracudas. Yeah, sixteen. Ar- the Arctic monkeys, I think, were one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a bunch of kids in matching T-shirts having to do these physical challenges, and then they weeded them out. And then mm. it, you, so the final team got to play. You had to get, you had to run through the temple basically and find all these clues in a timed manner. Mm-hmm. But it had the temple guards who would just jump out in random places, and it was terrifying. Like <laughs> that might be some of the earliest anxiety I remember feeling as a kid. Like you don't go that way. There's a temple guard. Go. So this was very Indiana Jones esque, right? Yes. Yeah, even the host like dressed in khakis, like looked like mm. a an adventurer kind of thing, didn't he? Right, right. Filmed down in uh, Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, back when Nickelodeon used to do that in the nineties. A uh, combination of Jeopardy and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, different types of physical challenges. We talked about that. Mentioned all that. The Temple Guards. Uh, at the temple's gate was a talking Olmec head, simply named Olmec, voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Olmec narrated the stories told in the Steps of Knowledge and Temple Game Challenges. So, um, yeah, is I mean, anything else we really need to highlight with this show? Uh, just it—it it was very of its time. <laughs> Of that early '90s feel to it, mm-hmm. in the in the the double dare sort of feel of just you know it's not standing and answering questions. You had to jump over water and do, and do a bunch of physical stuff. Yeah, it, it was like gym class. <laughs> and you didn't put guts on this bracket, but it, it was that kind of thing too. If you remember Nickelodeon mm-hmm. guts, yeah, all the the sporty type all, stuff. All it was in of, that that vein of, yeah. of game show spinoffs from Double Dare, the original. So. Yeah, I have virtually no memory of this show. Makes sense when you say it's early '90s. I graduated. <laughs> I was no longer sitting yeah. at home watching Nickelodeon game shows, so <laughs> uh, no memory of that really. So yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's definitely Wheel of Fortune. That's the iconic show here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, I, I'll give the protest vote, even though I, it has yeah. no business getting a vote. But okay. that's fine. Yeah, no, uh, your legitimacy, your reputation is <laughs> forever marred. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I don't know how much of a competition that was. However, I do recognize that um, for a lot of people, this show is very nostalgic. I think this was the the next big hit that came um, for kids that you know that was their their must watch game show so for that generation so a time uh, a time that has passed those old Nickelodeon Universal Studio shows at that you know nineties that that was a whole thing they did so you could go and be part of the live audience. So, and and even in the theme park, uh, theme park corner of the universe, people still talk about Nick Studios and and what it looks like now, and and uh, the the experience they had as a kid getting to go watch whatever show was being you know taped. That was 
our our one trip down there i was 11 and just i not knowing how it worked i assume i would just walk in there and i'd be able to watch all these shows and <laughs> I yeah. could I could watch them tape an episode of Clarissa Explains It All or what you know I I I assume Nick Studios meant you know they're all there on the same roof working and at like the same I, time I was, I was yeah. sorely disappointed yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to be on any of those game shows yeah all right um moving on we have oh speak of the devil password versus supermarket sweep um. We'll start with Password. It's more than Password. It's Password Plus. It's a special all-celebrity week with Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz Jr., Password Plus, Tom Kennedy. Hello there. Welcome to a great week on Password Plus. Yes. Betty White, Lucille Ball, Jesse Davis, Dick Martin. All right. Now this is one I think I'd be good at. I I'm I'm good at. I love playing password, password. and the clues and the, the one word clues. So this was, uh, the host was Alan Luden, who had previously been well-known, oh, there it is. Just happened to have within reach a classic (laughs) copy of Password. Yeah. Um, Uh, It's such a simple game. You say a word. And and I have to figure out what you're talking about. When when it comes to game shows, I, I think that sometimes, like, the simpler the rules the easy it is, easier it is to watch at home. It's not complicated. It's just fun. We understand what what you know the the goal is, the object is, and uh, and I and how many games have sprung out of that taboo and all like there's so many games of like uh, catchphrase and all yeah there's it's it's a whole like we talk about Pictionary and win lose or draw there there's a whole genre of yes. games you know guess the word I'm thinking of in a different sort of way. So, uh, premiered originally in October 2nd, 1961, ran to 67 on CBS, um, 62 to 65 on, uh, primetime. And then, um, they did a thousand ninety nine daytime shows, which aired later on 71 to 75 on ABC uh, shows announcer Jack Clark, Lee Vines, and on CBS, and John Harlan on ABC. To uh, later aired on NBC, Password Plus, seventy nine to eighty two, Super Password. I remember that from eighty four to eighty nine, followed by a primetime version, million, million Dollar Password on CBS, oh eight to oh nine. All of these versions introduced new variations of gameplay, but like we said, still the basic game. Um, two teams consisting of one celebrity player and one uh, civilian contestant competed. The word to be conveyed or the password was given to one player on each team and was shown on screen to the viewers as well as spoken softly on the audio track. 
Gameplay <laughs> alternated between the two teams. On each team, the player who was given the password gave a one-word clue from which their partner attempted attempted to guess the password. There you go. Yeah, guys. I love that. I love that. It was like they, you know, they can't hear you, but they they still whisper it to the. Yeah. You know, you're in your living room, and they still right. have to whisper it to you as if the guy could have heard it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the password is banana. <laughs> But that's just that lends something to it. That lends a, a, a you know. Yeah. A, I'm listening in. I got to hear this secret. Okay. So password, like we said, is up against one of my absolute favorites. Um, something we have been watching just here recently in its newest version, Supermarket Sweep, bringing what everybody missed in game shows: the grocery store. Now, why you call yourself Team Cashew? They're creamy. They're a little nutty like us. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> All right, Team Cashew. Y'all, we about to have some fun. Yeah! All right, each team needs to select one person to play the first game. What do I always say, Neil? Uh, no, Neil, I don't want to try your homemade beef jerky. Because it's nasty! What else do I say? Uh, if you're not playing, be quiet. Exactly. Get out, Neil. All right, here we go. The first game is called Leslie Moji. You're about to see a text asking for a product using emojis. Buzz in when you think you know the answer. Here we go. This would be found with the beverages. Jackie? Red Bull. Yes, Jackie! You got 10 seconds out of these Okay, you'd find this brand. Now, this is a show I know I've seen, but I, I don't remember ever understanding the rules. Whether you had to buy okay. the most expensive stuff or the best, I you had to find a, something hidden in the store. Like I never, as a kid especially, quite understood what the I point of the game was. Remember being stressed out? Like I was stressed <laughs> watching it. I didn't like that they, you know, I don't know. So go ahead, we, explain it, Cliff. Just yeah, explain. you guys are remembering the original version, um, which ran on Lifetime from 1990 to 95. Okay, and then lots later, of bright, bright sweaters. Yes. Big haired housewives. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> yes. Uh, it also ran on PAX 99 to, to 2000 um, and later from uh, 2000 to 2003 with reruns. Um, so this, we had three teams. Okay. Teams of two. They were typically like a mother, daughter or friends. Um, people that knew each other. And they would, they had, like you said, they had the colorful, each team wore a different sweat colored sweatshirt. Um, that's kind of what they were no, known for. And then you would have a series of mini games, which you had to guess the, if you got the correct answer, they would give you time um, added to your big sweep time. The big sweep was, of course, you had to run through the grocery store and 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 rack up the highest bill um, of the three teams to win. But in the, throughout the store, they would have like you would have blow up bonus items you could grab, or um, there would be like a special item, or they would give you like a a, a grocery list. Um, get these three items, you get an extra three hundred dollars. That type of thing. Okay. So what happened was there was a strategy to it. Of course you wanted in the original version you wanted to run and get, you know, the big meat 
items. You wanted to get the gourmet coffee. You wanted to get the 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 roll uh, the the cheese um, wheel. You needed to get you know all these I'm big stressed t- just thinking about this. <laughs> and it was timed. So one team but would like take- what's to stop you from getting like every package of sirloin steak because like, you were I think I think you were only allowed to get five of each item in the yeah. frenzy of the sweep who's keeping track oh they it's were madness. Oh, they're keeping track it's yeah. madness so um so yes so recently just in the last few months they have brought supermarket sweep back to primetime television ABC with what is she has become one of my all-time favorite game show hosts Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live has taken over this show and it is unbelievable how hilarious she is in this I like Leslie Jones anyways and it just you know she's she's loud she screams she's off the cuff um says a lot of things that you know makes a lot of jokes that other straight laced game show hosts would make such as the original host of this show. You know, he was a, he was a pretty straight laced guy that, you know, he, he looked like a game show host. He did, he, he didn't stand out and she wears big, loud urban clothes and like, she's just all about it. <laughs> you liked that. I said urban, didn't you? Urban. Urban. <laughs> So that's the difference between old and new supermarkers sweep. It was suburban clothes. Yes. And now it's urban. Now it's urban. There, there wasn't a more suburban show than that original. <laughs> that's, that's, it, was, that's it was awful suburban. That's true. <laughs> and in the, my daughter, absolutely. We all love the show, but my daughter is in love with it. Um, so they've added some, some more of the time, modern things to it. Now, now they have like, They've put in actors. Um, there's a guy that in the flower shop, and you can go and you can get flowers, but it, he's gonna he's gonna bumble and take a whole bunch of time to get you those flowers. They have um, they have some a barista in the coffee shop, and you can get a coffee, but she has to find the one with your name on it. You know, and it's worth three hundred bucks. So they've added some stuff to it with the classic gameplay, but it's just so much fun. The old, the old original version was great. I know people love that, that version of it. And because like you said, it was just suburban moms and, and teachers and, and people, you know, that were, you know, rather, uh, on the, on the lighter side and today's version, very, a very vanilla view of the super. Yes. And today's version, they have diversified. They've brought in people from, uh, with uh, different backgrounds, and uh, they let them now customize the sweatshirts, so they can <laughs> they just make them urban. <laughs> <laughs> so they can uh, they can add their own little flair to it, and um, they they can they now have uh, names for the teams. You get to pick your team name, which is a lot of fun. So we get a lot of you know uh, different names that Leslie can then ask him. Hey, why 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 are you team Cocoa Puffs? You know why why are you why are you team Sweet Tea? Um, Sweet Tea. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, it's just so much fun. She has made well, I, game shows I'm so kinda, much fun. 
I'm kind of torn here because I get I, I recognize it is the exact opposite of password. Password is the <laughs> simplest thing in the world. And supermarket is just busy and props and running and time limits wow. and things beep. Yeah, it's just a lot going on. If you guys could imagine, see back in the original supermarket sweep run, and it was it was a great show. It was a popular show. People liked it. Um, but they had a special announcer for the sweep, and he would come and he was very game show announcer guy. On your mark, get set. Go! Yeah! And there goes Sherry. And remember this, folks, she has a big lead in time. Let's see what her shopping strategy is going to be. Aha, detergent. She knows just how valuable these new boxes of Ultra Tide are. Nowadays, they have eliminated that, and they actually, Leslie Jordan goes into a little room, and she has, like, the Jim old Jones. school. Jim or, Jones. Sorry, Leslie Jones. Um, has the old school, like, supermarket mic they used to have at the register. <laughs> and she does commentary on during the sweep herself. Your carts, get set, go! Lois takes off with a 20 second lead. Oh, that's not a cucumber. She went to get a cucumber and it was not a cucumber. That's okay. At least she continued. That's right, grab the flavor. Start putting stuff in your basket. You wasting time! Come on, Jalea! There goes Jalea for Team Wicked! All right, Jalea, let's go. Let's show them how it's done. Woo! That's right, Jalea ain't messing around. That $35 money. Let's go, girl. What is she doing? <laughs> so she's screaming at them. They're running around like crazy. They actually show, like, if they... I've seen several people run into each other before. I saw one guy take a lady out. and hit. I mean, he hit her hard, and she went down. Um... But yeah, they've they've added a lot to the show. It's really, really. I can't wait for season two to come out with Leslie Leslie Jones, and uh, to get back on the air. So if if anything in this COVID nineteen era, we've gotten all these new game shows that they brought back. These you know from the old the old versions. I'm telling you right now, this may this may be the best one. Well, I might just play this a little strategically. Because my heart says password, but I think Supermarket could beat Wheel of Fortune, and I'd rather have Wheel of Fortune off the bracket because I don't care about it. So if I team if I team with Cliff here and pick Supermarket, I, can, I think I think we run. could ride Supermarket clear to the end and get rid of Wheel of Fortune. I don't well, think Password could do that. Your big mistake is saying that. So and I'm gonna flip the table and quit. I was get I was getting ready to say that I'm not gonna have a protest vote here because like I like I prefer I would much rather play password because I don't want the stress of supermarket sweep, but it has to be a better game show than watching people play freaking password. Well and so I think I'm, that's gonna, a- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I have not watched the new supermarket sweep. But I am going to take your word for it. I'm certainly going to back you up on this, but not with these nefarious intentions of like, we're taking out Wheel of Fortune, one of the great classics that I love. Just I'll just say, I, I would not want to play Supermarket Suite, but I'd, I'd be fine watching it rather than Password. Because yeah, definitely, it definitely sounds like a more fun half hour. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Nothing, nothing against watch. Password, but I, oh man. 
who doesn't dream of doing the big sweep? You you got your car, you got your three minutes. I do that every that time I go to Kroger. I was like, I got to get out of here as fast as I can. <laughs> right. Just throw it in my cart. Let me out of here. Oh man. But this is, you know, I want to, I want to see how good I, I can, you know, for once in my life, I don't have to worry about that price. I need the most expensive thing. Like, I'm, all right, what's the next yeah. matchup? Well, they Cliff, Cliff loves this show and it has to move on at least the first round because <laughs> yeah. he made the bracket. So. Right. This one's for Cliff. Get the supermarket Okay. Um, next, we have Match Game. Everybody loves Match Game. Versus Pressure Luck. An 80s classic. No Describe whammy, no whammy. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, are, are you... Did you watch a lot of Match Game? Describe Match Game. Good luck to you, ladies. Here we go. Both of you are going to try to match our six celebrities in answering questions. You're going to get two chances at the end of the second round. Whoever's matched the most celebrities wins, gets $100, and has the right to go to our super match where you can win over $5,000. So everybody gets set, and we're going to start that game right after this. Okay. <laughs> match game is hey, a panel. Wayne Martindale, right? <laughs> it's a panel game show that you never can go wrong with just Wink. guessing Wink Martindale. Wink. It's, at some point, Wink hosted them all. Right. Um, it's a it's a panel game show premiered in '62 and has been revived several times over the next six decades. The game features contestants trying to match answers given by celebrity panelists. To fill in oh. the blank questions. Jeez, I can't. I just didn't remember by the name. Yeah. But yes. Now, Sandy, you think about it. The police commissioner said, I think Batman and Robin are... Queer. <laughs> didn't you know, the moment I got my Robin outfit, a rumor like that would start... <laughs> Okay. Well, just to redeem myself, I said queer. Right, the same thing. That's it. Uh, I don't relate to that type of thing. And so I put that they were always so pretty in their clothes that they were divine. Divine. I've never been so shocked in all my life. Yes, John. That pretty little girl saying words like that. And those people behind me. I don't even want to discuss it. I said, lover. Lover. When the show went off, they got married. Sorry, I hate to stop you. This is one of my favorite game shows. This of is all a time. great. This is a great game show. Like this we one, watch. That's the only game show. It's the only game show I record. Like we watch. It's we still on. It's the, currently watch on. Watch the new Alec Baldwin yes. one. Yeah, and he's great. I love it. Yeah. So this series um, started out. My understanding is it started out very straight laced the first few years. Okay. Then it got sexy. <laughs> then they figured out that having the celebrities make little sexy jokes equaled once higher the, ratings. Once the seventies hit, yes, they whipped yes. out the skinny microphone. Right. It, it became. What a was that guy's name? Why can't I think of his name? The host. Yeah. Um. What is his name? Gene. Gene. Rayburn. Yeah, Rayburn. Ray, yeah. He was great. Yes. They were, it was all innuendo. You know, it's all like, um, dumb Doris, so dumb. 
You know, I can't think of a punchline, but that's they still do that. And it's great. It's so great. Yes. Yes. So what happened? Fill in the blank. What happened with that? In 1963, NBC canceled the series with six weeks left to be recorded. Okay. Hadn't been filmed yet, but they had they had to do six more weeks worth of shows. The right the question writer, Dick DiBartolo, came up with a funnier set of questions because they were already canceled. What do they got to lose, right? Like quote Dink Dink Mary likes to pour gravy all over John's blank unquote. <laughs> And then they ran that to, guess who? Mark Goodson. Mark Goodson Productions. Bill Tom. With the knowledge that the show couldn't be canceled again, Goodson gave the go-ahead to do more risque-sounding questions, um, which, like we said, resulted in a big boost in the ratings. Okay? So that's what saved the show after that. Um, the whole... The whole- balance of trying you know every, people have different instincts they get the celebrities on there that have they come up they have like basically 30 seconds to come up with an answer write it on their card and submit it there and they uh it's like do you choose the sexy answer right or do you choose the correct answer you know is it potatoes or penises you know what does she <laughs> like to pour the gravy on you know and it's like yeah if you could find the the genius in the show is if you could find the perfect answer, you know, yeah. it who cares if the person matches it? If it's the clever answer, that's what I want to hear what people said. What people were able to come up with in 30 seconds that is the clever answer. That's the genius of it. That, but that's that's kind of what I like least about it. I had the same feeling even as a kid watching Hollywood Squares. I, is Hollywood yeah. Squares on this bracket? I, yes. We'll talk about that later. But like, they would set up the joke so you know they would lob it up there, and the punch it would be so obvious, and they'd say something a little bit off off color, and the audience ooh like it was that's what it was made for, but they're acting like they're getting away with something or it's some trick yeah. they're pulling, and it's like. You're only saying these questions to get it's, this response, and yet you're acting like the response is a huge shock. Like right, you're not fooling right. anyone. Stop it. It's a comedy show wrapped up to look like a game show. True. Yeah. yeah that that I guess that makes more yeah. sense. Yeah. I was approaching it a lot more straightforwardly. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, people are trying to win. Stop goofing off. This this woman is trying to win a thousand dollars. Well, that's what's funny is you get they you you will have a bunch of comedians on the panel, but they'll usually have one or two regular actors on their actions and they are terrible at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah not, the don't think quickly and mm-hmm. uh, it's funny. They're very loose with it. They've always been that you can like cheat off the person next to you and come up yeah. with whatever, which usually backfires. It's but it it's a it it kinda it it almost like it feels like that you know game night. With a bunch of friends, you know, adults, but yeah, and, and and with celebrities, like right, in an era where celebrities weren't on Twitter, and they, yes. you know, we didn't we didn't know what celebrity, you know, this is just celebrities goofing off, and like you didn't see that a lot, so that that's a another format, like a late night talk show. This is a different way to see celebrities that are just like us. 
So that, uh, like we said, is up against Pressure Luck, um, which uh, which was a an eighty show premiered in eighty three, ran through September of eighty six. Today, these three players are after high stakes, but they'll have to avoid the whammy as they play the most exciting game of their lives. From Television City in Hollywood, it's time to press your luck! And now, here's your host, the star of Press Your Luck, Peter Tamarkin! Thank you, Rod, and welcome everyone to Press Your Luck, television's most competitive game. And now let's meet the three players who are going to be pressing their luck today, starting with Jeff Shepard. How are you, Jeff? It was uh, uh, a game featured contestants collecting spins by answering trivia questions. We like that. And then later using the spins on an 18-space game board to win cash and prizes. Now, of course, the game board flashed different sequences and you had to you had a button and you had to you had to hit that button and then wherever you know whichever square was lit up was, was the prize but they weren't all prizes you had the whammies the little red guys that were cartoons on the show and uh you know it it, it was certainly popular daytime television when it gave us that no no whammies line um kind of iconic line um and and i think that's you know, that was the selling point. That was what people remembered from it. Um, and they, they brought... would each, each, you know, they do art. The whammy would have a jackhammer yeah. or something. You know, they, it, they have like it little a animated cartoon creatures. Yeah. 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 Um, they brought it back in 2019. It was hosted by Elizabeth Banks um, for a limited summer series and then renewed um, in May of 2020. Uh, came back. So in 84, um, here's some here's some interesting facts. In 84, a self-described unemployed ice cream truck driver named Michael Larson made it onto the show. After watching the show at home with the use of a stop motion on a VCR, Larson discovered that the presumed random patterns of the game board were not actually random, and he was able to memorize the sequences to help him stop the board where and when he wanted to. On the single game in which he appeared, he initially, uh, an, an, sorry, an initially tentative Larson spun a whammy on his very first turn, but then went 45 consecutive spins without hitting another one. All right, Michael. I didn't want him. Can you handle him? Yeah. All right, here we go. Three of them. 102,000, 4,000 a spin. Oh, 106,851 on the line. Stop! Stop at 750 and a spin. One more spin you have to take, Michael, before we can deal with the earned spins. Here's the last one you must take. 107,000. Stop! $101 a trip to the Bahamas. A trip to the Bahamas. With that money, you can buy the Bahamas, Michael. 
I, yeah, it's it's still the same game. I could see how, like what you said with Supermarket Sweep, I could totally see how putting a professional, witty, quick comedian is that is, you know, has this boisterous personality can totally bring life back to a game show like that. But I don't see how anything could bring pressure luck back. No, the question is how urban. Or Alec Baldwin's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> he's great on it. Yeah. He's, he, he, he really he's great, great at making fun of someone without making fun. Like, because the contestant, you know, every everybody hears the question, they all put their answer, and all these witty people write their answer and stick it in there, and you don't know what they've said yet. And then they ask the person, the contestant, the normal person, what their answer is, and it usually is terrible. <laughs> and he he's like dragon i mean it's great yeah All right. i just personally don't have a real affinity for it but i i have no passion for press your luck to try and argue yeah. it so i'm match fine game it is okay okay so final matchup here in our in our first round of this bracket is hollywood squares and where in the world is carmen san diego do it rockapella well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's sticky fingered filcher from Berlin down to Belize. She'll take you for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Steal their soul in South Korea, make I will admit that is pretty much all I remember about that show. It is, uh, I just remember the theme song. Yeah, yeah, it had the in the world. Yeah, I think that's why most kids, most people watched it. Like, I honestly don't even know if I watched more than an episode of the show, but I, the I theme. played the computer game. Yeah, there was a computer game that that was fun to yeah. play that. Yeah. Get clues to where they were, but that that's what I remember far more than the game show. So, um, where in the world uh, is Carmen Sandiego? It ran on PBS. Uh, like we said, it was actually based on the computer game. The computer game came first. It was a series. Um, I remember playing my junior high. I remember that 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 was a game we that was you know we didn't have much for computers back then, but that was yeah. one game we did have that you were allowed to play. Yeah. So uh, the hosted was uh, the show was hosted by Greg Lee, um, who was then joined by Lynn Thigpen, who was an actress um, and, and had she, the best voice of all time. Yeah. She was so commanding in her role. And then of course we already mentioned the uh, the. the group Rockapella, um, who served as the house band. So this was kind of a comedy. It was a lot of acting. Um, it was, uh, it was aired on PBS from 91 to 95 and then reruns continued through 96, a total of 295 episodes over five seasons. This show won seven daytime Emmys and a 1992 Peabody award. Um, then uh, it was created partially in response to the results of the National Geographic survey that indicated Americans had alarmingly little knowledge of geography. Big surprise. <laughs> so 
This well, was... I still have an alarmingly little yeah, knowledge I of geography, geography, but I, I like the show yeah, so much. I, yeah. It wasn't my it wasn't my uh, subject in school, but it was an entertaining show. Um, so the questions were verified by National Geographic World, who also provided prizes to the contestants in the form of subscriptions to their magazine. Uh, the chief, of course, that was Lynn Thigpen, the lady with the voice. Um, she headed the fictitious Acme Crime Net as the de facto announcer for the show. The chief eloquently uses dialogue rife with puns, alliteration, and other forms of wordplay. The chief became so popular that Thigpen reprised the role in later editions of the computer games and also in the in the TV series Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego. Yeah, and this is spun off. There's cartoons and yeah, the game they've keep kept producing the games and board games and computer games. So it, it spawned a whole franchise of stuff. Yeah. So each episode consisted of three middle school aged contestants competing against one another, answering geography related trivia questions to determine the loco- location of one Carmen Sandiego's uh, cronies and eventually Carmen herself. Throughout the program, the contestants are referred to as gumshoes, remember that, in reference to <laughs> detectives just starting out in the profession. Now, uh, this is kind of inter- interesting. Uh, following the completion of tapings for season one in 1991, massive geopolitical changes in the world, including the uh, dissolution of the Soviet Union, rendered the entire series geographically inaccurate. <laughs> so, as to prevent confusing viewers into seeing information by the time of the uh, show aired uh, being outdated, um, starting the second season, a disclaimer read by the chief was heard in the closing, which stated that all geographic information was accurate as of the date the program was recorded. You remember that? Wow, don't you? that remind? Yeah, that I just remembered that voice, that voiceover. Every yeah. <laughs> so I remember the computer game more than I ever really watched this show a lot. Um, and the the game always ended. Like the winning person had to, go, there was a big map of the world on the floor, and there were like little beacons, and you had to go put them. You had to like stab a stick into the ground or something, uh-huh. and it was like. So I remember having to, you know, again a phys- the physical challenge aspect of that early '90s show. <laughs> the, you had to run around the map and and you know answer the questions. So I, I have a very strong memory of the map and Rockapella. And Lynn Thigpen, and that's yeah, that's yeah, I, I can't I can't say much more than that, but I, I know it was a, a regular afternoon watch for me. Right, it was an after school watch. Seth, do you have anything on Carmen San Diego at all? No, I like the video game. Yeah, me too. That's the way I feel about it. So it's up against a pretty classic uh, TV game show, One Hollywood Squares. Um, which, you know, has been in a lot of different versions, a lot of different hosts, and a lot of different celebrities over the years playing those squares. But this is classic tic-tac-toe. From television motion pictures, Jim J. Bullock. The 227, Jackie Harry. From the wizard, David Rappaport. From TV's fame, Gene Anthony Ray and Nelson and Carlo Imperato. St. Elsewhere Emmy winner Bonnie Bartlett from the world of opera Roberta Peters from Magnum P.I. 
Welcome to the new Hollywood Squares. Hello, Squares. Well, uh, we have Twins Week this week. If you are watching, <clears throat> two contestants compete. Uh, they asked a survey question or asked a question to the celebrities. Celebrities gave an answer. You had to say if you agreed or disagreed, and then you know, circle gets the square um, over the years. I remember this as like a 1980s version was my experience with it hosted by um i just thought of his name now it's gone wink martindale <laughs> no not wink john davidson yeah yes um some of the big celebrities at that point that were uh, I guess regulars were Jim J. Bullock, uh, Shadow Stevens, Paul was, Lind. Paul Lind was the big one. He in the in the seventies. Um, who I always think of for that show, Shadow Stevens. That freaking crazy! <laughs> I can't believe it. That is so true. Yeah, he was on there. He was the announcer, and he he was in a square. Um, yeah, there were a whole bunch of celebrities. I only knew they were famous because they were on. Oh show. yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. I don't know them from anything else. Yeah, yeah. I, and definitely the all most... in. I, I I remember that, and they'd be like, "He's the rat in Charlotte's Web." <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was definitely the most famous um, celebrity associated with with the show itself. When Laurie Lee Schaefer went through with it, she gave it to Terry Ann Mewson. What was it? Oh, Hugh O'Brien. <laughs> the Vatican recently lifted its ban on female visitors to St. Peter's who wear miniskirts, shorts, or see-through blouses. But there is one condition, Paul. What? I must swear they're all Protestant. <laughs> they can get in that way. Uh, who's generally better looking, a fairy or a pixie? Looks aren't everything. Anything bring tears to a monkey's eyes? Learning that Tarzan swings both ways. A friend of yours offers you to give you something called a French 75. What is that? A French 75. Just a minute, that's 25 more than it was the last time. <laughs> Crazy. And like Jordan, <laughs> like I've been Jordan rewatching was... Community, and there was a joke on there about something about once upon a time, gay people in Hollywood, the highest they could aspire to was the center square. <laughs> <laughs> like you were okay to be kind of flamboyant and kind yeah. of out there as a, you know, you're yes. not quite, you know, yeah, everyone knows, <laughs> everyone knows, but you know, you don't really say. Yeah. yeah, Paul Lind was featured in the important center square. Um, throughout most of the show's original run, in 68, after two years on the show, Lynn became the regular center square. Lynn's outrageous jokes earned him three daytime Emmy, Emmy, uh, Emmy Award nominations in 72, 73, and 74. He left the series in 79 um, and was replaced by Waylon Flowers. I don't know who Waylon Flowers is. Lind. He is the uh, ventriloquist, Waylon Flowers and Madam. Oh, okay, gotcha. 
Lind returned when the series was relocated to Las Vegas in 80 and 81, so he came back, right? Uh, the original host was Peter Marshall, 66 to 81, John Bauman, 83-84 season, and then John Davidson, 86 to 89, and Tom Bergeron from 98 to 2004. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, that was fairly recent. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see, some of, the, uh, some of the famous regulars on the show through the years. Um, let's see, Florence Henderson, Buddy Hackett, Waylon Flowers, and Madam. Uh, Barbara Eden, Vincent Price, Charo, guys, guys, <laughs> Sandy <laughs> Duncan, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Winters, I remember him, John Davidson, and Joan Rivers. So, also, we previously mentioned Jim J. Bullock and Shadow Stevens. Let, let me give you a personal anecdote that I literally still think about to this day. And how much, how old I am, we'll say, how much the world has changed. I was very young, and this show was on, and I was in the kitchen. My mother and older brother were watching it, and they started laughing so hard. Like, they were losing it. And I, like, what am I missing? I ran from the kitchen to the living room, and I had missed Jim J. Bullock. Apparently, he had a bottle of ketchup. This is, I, I have, this is... All in my memory. It could be completely yeah, invented. That's all right. That's good enough. He had a prop bottle of ketchup and something like squirted and he spilled the ketchup or squirted himself with the ketchup or something happened with a prop bottle of ketchup that wasn't supposed to happen. Right, and right. It was the funniest thing you know, yeah. that ever happened on TV that I missed. And I literally, I watched it for years afterwards, hoping I would see that episode. <laughs> Get the rerun. <laughs> like, because there was no... What, what could you no do? No way to watch it. Yeah. What could you do? You, yeah. you saw it one time and that was it. So literally years later, I'd be like, I hope this is a Jim J. Bullock episode. <laughs> like, and I still think about that, like how easy it is to get content today. Yeah. Record, rewind, find the clip is probably on YouTube. If it did happen, the clip of it, you, type in Jim J. Bullock ketchup into YouTube. I never thought. I of am. That, okay. So. And, and much but I, like... I hope it's gone. Like I hope it's not. I hope the film doesn't exist anywhere because I need that mystery in my life. There's still something out there. I have to. I have to conquer. Much like Jordan was talking about Match Game, though, um, it was a legitimate game show, but the game was largely, you know, it was it was a comedy show um, in the form, you know, of their joke answers and the production production staff would write the questions and basically write the jokes for the each celebrity more or less most of them yeah, that was another thing like you realize as you get older like are they are this all off the cuff are they really these people are really clever yeah and then and the older you get you realize oh this is all just scripted because i That's remember it. being and a little, little more of the magic is gone yeah definitely i remember being that little kid and loving this show and thinking these celebrities are so funny. How can they be this yeah. funny yeah. all of the time? Like, n there's never like one question that doesn't have some sort of joke answer in there. So, I totally bought into it as a kid. I really liked this show. I thought it was a neat thing. The stage with the squares, 
you know, set up where they sat, I, I, like they sat, like, I remember being in all of that, like, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know, but here, up there with here's crane? some stark reality. When I search that, first thing is Jim J. Bullock on living with a crystal meth <laughs> problem. Oh, like, oh, well, not quite uh, what I was looking for. Center gets a square. <laughs> so um so yeah this was so, a this was a biggie for me i, I really hollywood squares or what hollywood squares or where, where in the world in the world oh, yeah. is carmen San Diego. hollywood squares it's more uh, of a game show come on hollywood squares didn't win the 1992 peabody but as long as you play a little bit of rockapella on here i'll be happy so All i'll vote right. for hollywood squares all right, that's all the that's all our first round matchups, guys. Back up into tournament style. Here we go, pretty quickly. Will Fortune again versus Supermarket Sweep. Will Fortune, <laughs> do your worst, Cliff. You've talked. I have to go with Supermarket a lot Sweep about Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> oh, I have no. Yes, doubt. yes. Okay. Wow. Big upset. Um, I like it though because I was a little afraid when I was doing these brackets that it was going to be too predictable. All right, guys, that leaves us with match game versus Hollywood Squares. Match game, Hollywood Squares. Cliff, it's your choice again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. It's a good matchup. Very similar styles. Good. Very it's similar shows. Celeb- and- celebrity. Cutting up. Yeah. Pushing the envelope. Wow, I was not prepared to make this decision, guys. <laughs> Match game versus Hollywood Squares. I gotta go with but my... I don't I I don't really even remember like match game you just got points and it was just kind of a random score and this it was almost like uh What's the Drew Carey? The, the points don't matter. Like it was just having a good time. Oh, Hollywood Square. That's like whose line? Yeah, yeah. So Hollywood Square is like tic tac toe, like black and yeah. white. There's a definite winner, definite loser. There's a strategy. Strategy. There you go. And there is one. What were you? Saying? What was your point? I'm saying it was just like casual. Everyone seemed like they were drinking and just having a good time. Oh, match just, game. Yeah, match game was just a little more off the cuff. And the great at the end they have like you bet, you know you get you pick one person that you were good at matching answers with, and you get to multiply the money you did win. You know mm-hmm. uh, they, they have the great section where they have the they had polled the audience basically or polled so many people like what were the they gave you one a word and a blank like um, gosh I can't even think. Of any two word combination, <laughs> one line blank, and then the you try to think of something. There's three different ones, and you mat, try to match with the person, your favorite person out of the panel, and then you can multiply that on another one. That that it always does a good. Usually they end up winning something, mm. and anyway, it doesn't matter. What are you picking, Cliff? It's all. Do I rage quit or not? You know what? It's um. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Um, one, of, I will try and go back during the Christmas season and, and watch some, find something oddball, some kind of odd 
Christmas special or something I've never seen before. And this year I didn't get much of a chance to do that. But one night I was, everybody went to bed and I was looking through YouTube and I was kind of searching and I ran across, uh, the Paul Lind Christmas special from like 1976 or something. And it was a variety show and it had like, uh, it had the, the Brady kids, the Brady's on there. And it had, uh, I don't know her name, the woman that played the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz. She reprised the role. And then it had, like, Kiss was the musical guest. It was amazing. And I was just like, this is the weirdest thing I've seen, and I can't <laughs> tell you how long. And it, in honor of that, I think I'm, I, Paul Lind, like, he's just, he's magical. Seth is logging out of his account. <laughs> we got a slow close on the, on the laptop. <laughs> well, that makes the rest of this easier. Yeah. So I'm writing in Hollywood Squares. All right. Which brings us, now that there, uh, there's only two of us, um, to Supermarket Sweep versus Hollywood Squares. If he don't let him back into Zoom, if he, <laughs> if he tries to log back in, just leave him in the, he, leave he's him in the still, window. He's still there. It's just no, he's black. Not. No, he's not. <laughs> so he hasn't, he didn't hit end. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. This is, this is going to determine, um, the winner of, of the Sajak region. Uh, we may have to change the name on that, but, uh, supermarket sweep and Hollywood squares. Well, see, I could very it. easily say Hollywood Squares and make Seth choose the winner. Yeah. Because I, I know I've watched way more hours of Hollywood Squares than I ever have Supermarket Sweep. Well, I will agree that I have watched way more Hollywood Squares than I've probably watched Supermarket Sweep. Now, I watched the original Supermarket Sweep um, whenever I could, like, catch it. You know, like I, I like I thought that it was just such a that the whole premise was so different as a game show. You're running through a store. You know, if you remember when when we were kids, that was a big prize they would run as a as a contest. Is oh, you get you get a sweep. You know, was, your favorite that was the dream to, Toys R Us or yeah. yeah, whatever it was. So that was a big deal to me. That's why I watched it. Um Hollywood Squares, though, was something... Uh, for some reason, I have this vivid memory of it being an on much like Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune in that primetime slot, probably up against those shows at the time. I remember sitting there eating dinner night after night, and we would have the TV on in the background and be watching Hollywood Squares like it, every night for that period of time. Did you ever spill the ketchup? <laughs> I... I... Apparently not like Jim J. Bullock did. <laughs> I, I, in my imagination, no one ever did. <laughs> I, I love Hollywood Squares. I, it's, I don't yeah. know. I, I probably maybe looking at this as an overview that wouldn't have been the one that jumped in my mind. But the more we've talked, like that in this region, it probably is my favorite out mm -hmm. of all these, and probably the one I've watched the most. So I, I. With no strategy in mind, no no trying to manipulate anybody, I think yeah. I have to vote for Hollywood Squares. 
Well, it, it's definitely a tough choice. Like I have love for both of these shows. Um, and they're both very different. Like, like I was saying, I remember as a kid, like being like amazed by that, that the squares, the set, like how, do, how do they get those guys up there? Like, how does that work? Um, was such a neat concept, and, and, and it's amazing. And to turn something as simple as tic-tac-toe that every kid knows how to play <laughs> right. into Easy. a high-stakes you know, strategy game. Is, Easy to yeah. follow, though. We understand yeah. the rules. They're pretty basic. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you add that. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Hollywood Squares coming out of this. So I'm just going to write it in here. You've convinced yeah. me. I thought it was going to be supermarket sweet, but heck yes, I, I feel like that's a winner, and that and you know that can go up against some of these these big, uh, more predictable shows. So, so yeah, I guess. Uh, no input from the third. Yeah. Third party. He 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 lowered the camera. He was done. Write it down. 250 some episodes it took for somebody to walk <laughs> off. <laughs> we got it a never virtual... happened with Michael. How did it, how do we get that many episodes of teasing Michael so badly and it didn't happen? We never got a virtual walk off. <laughs> <laughs> so. Match uh, game. To have that much passion for match, match game. game. So let us know everybody, patrons <laughs> out there. Enjoy that video. That slow close. You'll never probably see it again. <laughs> All right. So we have a second. We are halfway done with our greatest game show bracket challenge. We have two members of the final four. We got two more to go. So we'll be back with more soon. Uh, if you completely disagree with us, let us know what we screwed up. What, what would have gone to the final four in your bracket? Or what are you looking forward to us debating later? What what show can't you wait yes. to hear about? Let us know. We got all kind of social media connects. Mm -hmm. We got an email. We're easy to find. So, hey, let us know how you're enjoying this bracket. And everyone, thank Cliff for putting it all together because he's the one who created it. He did Blame. all the research. Blame we me. just showed up. And then some of us left early. Yes. And that's all. <laughs> That's all it is. That's what a podcast is. That's what we do. So we'll be back soon. Till then, my name is Jordan Lowe. And I'm Cliff Barnes. Goodbye forever, Seth. Good. Good. Goodbye for now, at least. <laughs> Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show kapow the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com if you really want to go the extra mile please sign up to be a patron through the podbean app or our website www.udanwithkpp.com 
To receive special content and early access to some episodes, we are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. Hey everybody, it's time for part two of the Kapow the... I can't, I can't too, sustain that energy. Too much energy. <laughs> Let's start at a lower register. Hold on. Mm.